welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we're here to talk to you about more scary things. That's right. Or really talk to each other about scary things. Tell each other a scary tale. Yeah. And invite you to listen in. Yeah, you guys can eavesdrop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really Creep. all it is. We want you to know you're, you'll never truly be part of this. No, yeah. no, this is about me and Will. Uh, we're going to add to uh, the collection of sort of legendary creatures yep. uh, that we began in episode one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Kristen, I believe I started first last time. Do you want to okay. take the reins this time and, sure. and kick things off? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So today I'm going to talk about black-eyed kids Ooh. or black-eyed children. Okay. What do you know about them, if anything? Black-eyed children is actually something that I had considered at one point. I think I considered yeah. it originally for uh, episode one. Ah, nice. And ultimately, obviously, did not do that. Yep. Uh, I think the only thing I know about them is that they show up in creepypastas a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like a million people write about black-eyed kids on the internet. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe they were in Are You Afraid of the Dark? And they're possibly, like, from another dimension or something. I picture them as like, remember, you know, uh, Village of the Damned, the yeah. horror movie? That's yeah. what I picture them to be. Or like That's Children right. of the Corn. I totally Cornish. forgot about Village of the Damned. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Knock yeah. off of Children of the Corn, I think. Uh, I totally. I don't know is. much about, I don't know much about the Village of the Damned. I don't really either. I can no. picture like the cover of it, basically. Blonde-haired kids yeah. with black eyes. Yeah, that's, that's right. what I think they are. Yeah, huh, that's what I didn't. I didn't really come across that in my research. I don't know what they do or yeah. what they want. I know nothing. No one does. Oh no! Is that right? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty much. They don't want to do anything good. Oh. Okay. So basically, black-eyed kids are these kids who have blacked-out eyes. So like their entire eyeball is all black. Like right. the. I can't remember the different parts of the eyeball. The sclera, the iris, yes. and the pupil. Why do you know about the sclera? What is that? Everyone knows. I think it's the white. Well, obviously not everybody. I think it's the white. Oh, it must be if it's not the pupil or the iris. But it could be yeah. another name for the pupil or something that we that's like a, a bizarre other name. I yeah. don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think it's the white. It yeah. must be. But yes, yeah, so their eyes are completely black, and they're kids who approach you either at your house or your car, basically. Like, they seem to want to get inside your property. Okay. Um, and they're kind of vampire-esque in that they, they, they need to be asked in. Like, oh. they, they can't just, like, invade your stuff. That's a good weakness. So, I know. So, um, so they'll be like, I need to call my mom. Can you let me in? And if you're like, no, they're like, I need you to let me in. I need you to ask me to come in. <laughs> or whatever. No. And then, no. <laughs> I'm not ever going to do that. And a really weird, creepy detail about them is that they look like kids, but they talk like adults. Like, not like an adult's voice where they're like, hello, I can't find my mommy, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like, they're very... Oh, I don't know what prank that child is trying to run that make you think that he's a grown-up yeah. who can't find his mommy. So it's... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hello, I'm a fully grown man. I can't find my mommy, and I want candy. But they'd be tiny, so <laughs> they stand on each other's shoulders like uh, saying, little rascals. Well, no, it's the opposite then, because it'd be a little man pretending, or it'd be a grown man pretending to be a little kid. So it's the opposite of that. Yeah, I'm making, I don't. I don't mean to puncture your balloon, but an, uh, a grown man trying to pretend he's a child is way scarier. I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just saying it's the, no, I know, but now that I'm thinking of it, the idea thing. of a little kid being like, that's the point. I'm very adult is not as scary as a grown man being like, goo goo ga ga. Exactly. 
Exactly. Okay. We don't know whether it's a kid who's just very articulate or if it's just like a being who's oh. chosen the form of a kid because kids are less intimidating. But that would beg the question, then why have blacked out eyes? But Yeah, like if you're you in know. control of what you're doing. Yeah. It's yes. tough. Um, but yeah, so they will come to your house and ask to use the phone or something yeah. or try to hitchhike or get in your car somehow. But nobody really knows why. Who knows what's up with them? So here is something that I found so interesting. So it seems like the way I wrote in my notes, people think they're aliens, vampires, or ghosts, but they certainly seem up to no good. (laughs) (laughs) They think they're aliens, vampires, or ghosts, but these ones are up to no good. In spite of that. Yeah. 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 Um, So it seems like... Them being in the public eye, so to speak, really started in 1998 because, and I love this, and I couldn't find much about it, which drove me crazy. There was this reporter named Brian Bethel who started what seems like before there were message boards or Reddit or anything like that. He had an email list. It was like a mailing list. To talk about ghosts and creepy stuff. That's awesome. I know. That's rad. And so, and he had a blog, basically. I mean, they didn't call it that. There was the old web address on the website that I saw, and I went to it, and it was obviously, like, defunct. But um, I guess he had written about his experience with black-eyed kids on his blog, and then he wrote this email where he's like, all right, all right, everybody's been asking for this story about the black-eyed children, I guess I'll circulate it. They wanted to get in my car, and I, I told him no. Yeah. I said no. No. He said a lot of things. I'm going to read you. Then I went you. about the rest of my day. I'm going to read you the email. It's excerpted. Okay. Because there were a lot of flourishes in it. Oh. Ryan Bethel's a writer. Okay, sure. Okay, he was punching it up. He's That's a reporter. Fine. That's fine. So the mailing list that he sent this to was ghost-discuss at lido.com. Subject... Those darned black-eyed kids. And I'm just going to straight up read it because yeah. that's the best way to do it, I okay, think. Okay, sure. Okay. And I wish that I could have, like, maybe if I dug a little bit harder I could find, but I wish I could find, like, other emails from this yeah. email list. That's such a cool, weird thing. Ghosters. Well, believe it or not, the Rampage follow-up still languishes unfinished on my hard drive. Are rampages still a thing, or is that a funny 90s thing? I don't know what that is. Oh, I was hoping that you'd be like, oh, rampage. Is, that is from 1998. Oh, you don't even know what it is. No, it's it's something that's rampage like... Rampage follow-up. It's something wrong with his website. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know when I'll have it done, and I'll probably have to break it up into multiple posts to get it in any way manageable. Patience, I pray. But since a lot of people seem to be requesting this one, here's some info on those darned black-eyed kids. Using the glow of the marquee to write out my... Oh, that's something I took out. He said that he went to a shopping center and he was writing a check for something and it was next to a movie theater. Okay. Using the glow of the marquee to write out my check, I was startled to hear a knock on the driver's side window of my car. I looked over and saw two children staring at me from the street. I need to describe them with the one feature, you can guess what it is, that I didn't realize until about halfway through the conversation cleverly omitted. Both appear to be in that semi-mystical stage of life children get into where you can't exactly tell their age. Both were boys, and my initial impression is that they were somewhere between 10 and 14. Boy number one was the spokesman. Boy number two didn't speak during the entire conversation, at least not in words. Boy number one was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover, hooded shirt with with a sort of gray-checked pattern in jeans. I couldn't see his shoes. His skin was olive-colored and had curly, medium-length brown hair. 
He exuded an air of quiet confidence. Boy number two had pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristic seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in a similar manner to his companion, but his pullover was a light green color. His hair was a sort of pale orange. They didn't appear to be related, at least directly. Oh, great, I thought. They're going to hit me up for money. And then the air changed. I've explained this before, but for the benefit of any new lurkers out there, right before I experience some, something strange, there's a change in perception that comes about, which I describe in the above manner. It's basically enough time to know it's too late. Wait a second. I'm confused about something real quick. Okay. About this. It's just, it's a, it's a time discrepancy. Oh, I guess emojis kind of existed in like. Oh, you think cr- you found an anachronism? Yeah. There, well, there's, I, I have an emoji of a winky face here. But oh, it may guy... have it may have transcoded from like right. the the typed out semicolon yeah. smiley face and put it into an actual yeah. icon. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised we're using semicolon smiley face in 1998. Uh, I guess I'm not. I guess yeah, I, I feel like it was probably a very fast thing that developed. You know, yeah, people using that. It's natural. It is natural. It's only natural. It's instinctive. Okay. So there I was, filling out a check on my car, which was still running, and in a sudden panic over the appearance of two little boys. I was confused, but an overwhelming sense of fear and unearth and unearthliness rush. <laughs> if you're new to shows with William and I, I stumble over my words a lot when I'm reading aloud. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, an unearthliness rushed in, nonetheless. The spokesman smiled, and the sight for uns. And the sight, for some inexplicable reason, chilled my blood. I could feel fight-or-flight responses kicking in. Something I knew instinctually was not right, but I didn't know what it could possibly be. I rolled down the window very, very slightly and asked, Yes? The spokesman smiled again, broader this time. His teeth were very, very white. Hey, mister, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I bet it wasn't like that. Makes it less scary. Let me in your car. I won't tell you what I want. No one knows what I want. No, sir. Okay. Let me see. Okay. Candy. Hey. Candy. Um, hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem, he said. His voice was that of a young man, but his diction, quite calm, and something I still couldn't put my finger on, made my desire to flee even greater. You see, my friend and I want to see the films, but we forgot our money, he continued. We need your human money. To- <laughs> no, that's not what he said. Uh, we need to go to our house to get it. Want to help us out? People generally teach children that when they talk to adults, they're usually bothering them for one reason or another, and they should at least be polite. This kid was in no way fitting the mold. His command of language was incredible, and he showed no signs of fear. He spoke as if my help was a foregone conclusion. When he grinned, it was if it was as if he was trying to say, I know something, and you're not going to like it, but the only way you're going to find out what it is will be to do what I say. Uh, well, was the best reply I could offer. Now here's where it starts to get strange. The quiet companion looked at the spokesman with a mixture, with a mixture of confusion and guilt on his face. He seemed in some ways shocked, not with his friend's brusque manner, but that I didn't just immediately open the door. He eyed me nervously. The spokesman seemed a bit perturbed, too. I was still registering something wrong with both. Come on, mister, the spokesman said, again, smooth as silk. Car salesman could learn something from this kid. Now, we just want to go to our house, and we're just two little boys. That really scared me. Something in the tone and diction again sent off alarm bells. 
My mind was frantically trying to process what it was perceiving about the two figures that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't like that anymore. Uh, it's, not, it's not so funny anymore. And we're just two little boys. We're just two little boys. Hi. Uh, what could we possibly do to you? Right. Uh, um, was all I could manage. I felt myself digging my fingernails into the steering wheel. What movie were you going to see? I asked finally. Mortal Kombat, of course, the spokesman said. 1998. Yeah, sort of like, <laughs> the silent one nodded in affirmation, standing a few paces behind. That's really funny to me. We love Goro. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good way for this guy to suss these kids. I'd be like, yeah. really? What's your favorite Mortal Kombatter? <laughs> or whatever. Mortal Kombatter. <laughs> Mortal Combatant. I, I yeah. guess that might be it. But yeah. I- <laughs> Oh, really? What did Shao Tsung's do? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a real guy. Can I do something that's Shao just... Shao Feng or something? I don't know. Can I do something that's just for the video? Sure. Real quick? Okay. Want to see my impression of Mortal Kombat? I'm really good at it. That is a really good impression. Thank you. You're right. Um, okay. So, okay. Shang Tsung. That's somebody. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything. Um... <laughs> So, okay, so they, they just said that they want to see Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Actually, they didn't say that, which makes right. it creepier. And it's really weird to me that the, the spokesman was like, well, Mortal Kombat, of course. And the one behind him is just, like, nodding, like, yes. Yeah, that is, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I said. I stole a quick glance at the marquee and at the clock in my car. Mortal Kombat had been playing for an hour, the last showing of the evening. The silent one looked increasingly nervous. I think he saw my glances and suspected I might be detecting something was not above board. Come on, mister, let us in. We can't get in your car until you do, you know, the spokesman said soothingly. Just let us in and we'll be gone before you know it. We'll go to our mother's house. (laughs) We locked eyes. To my horror, I realized my hand had strayed toward the door lock, which was engaged, and I was in the process of opening it. I pulled it away, probably a bit too violently. But it did force me to look away from the children. I turned back. Er, um, I offered weakly, and then my mind snapped into sharp for- into sharp focus. For the first time, I noticed their eyes. They were coal black. No pupil, no iris, no sclerum, or whatever. Sclera? Sclera. He didn't say anything about that. Okay. <laughs> Just two staring orbs reflecting the red and white light of the marquee. At that point, I knew my, I know my expression betrayed me. The silent one had a look of horror on his face in a combination that seemed to indicate, A, the impossible had just happened, and B, we've been found out. The spokesman, on the other hand, wore a mask of anger. His eyes glittered brightly in the half-light. Come on, mister, he said. We won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. That last statement scared the living hell out of me, because at that point by his tone, he was plainly saying, we don't need a gun. He noticed my hand shooting down toward the gear shift. The spokesman's final words contained an anger that was complete and whole, and yet contained in some respects a tone of panic. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in! I ripped the car into reverse, thank goodness no one was coming up behind me, and tore out of the parking lot. I noticed the boys in my peripheral vision, and I stole a quick glance back. They were gone. The sidewalk by the theater was deserted. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you- so that seems to have kicked off... The whole Black Eyed Kids jam online oh, and creep oh, bosses oh, and everything. Oh. That's like the first, like... You think it, yeah, that's like the earliest yeah. online Yeah, so it's, like, it's more thing. of a modern urban legend. Okay. Although, 
But go ahead with what you're about to say. I was going to say, a couple of things that I think are interesting. One is that it maybe it seems like these kids had him under some form of, like, mm-hmm. hypnosis yep. or, uh, you know, power of suggestion was very yeah. powerful. And once I it was broken. I haven't heard that in other ones where people were like, okay, child. That's the only one I've read where that was the case. I mean, but that's, like, that's kind of a classical thing of, like, sirens, right? Mm-hmm. The sirens song. Oh, totally. I'm you just saying the with them. I have... beautiful voice, but there's a gross... <laughs> demon <laughs> um and you go oh gross yeah ugh. and that's the worst thing about it yeah uh, you have to see something gross <laughs> um but the fact that he seemed like he was wooed mm-hmm. and he was gonna open the door yeah but once he came to his senses mm-hmm. and he realized what am i doing he sits back and it's then he notices their eyes are black yeah because the thing i was gonna say is that it feels preposterous to me to be like oh i didn't notice that 100% of your eyes are pitch black. Right, unless you're like slowly being entranced basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And once totally. the and once the 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 it clicks. You're like, "Wait, something's wrong here." Ah, something's really wrong here. Yeah, something's here. super wrong yeah. here. Um, but even still, I think it's weird that like, you know, I'm not familiar with stories of other monsters where it's like vampires don't go like I can't have garlic. Like they don't usually give away one of their weaknesses. Oh yeah, It's yeah. funny that the kids are like we you can't have... come in the car unless you let us. <laughs> I know. That seems to be a hallmark of the Black Eyed Kids story, is them being really demanding about being asked in or yeah. let in or whatever, which does seem like a giveaway. Maybe they're just really into manners. Yeah, maybe. maybe they're just really... Well, they are articulate. They're more yeah. articulate than kids usually are, right. so maybe they're cultured. Yeah, maybe. I like that. I like they have that... a gentility about them. Well, that's kind of what I thought. Like By me saying that, I thought they were like, uh, uh, village of the damned or children yeah. of the corn. Mm-hmm. I thought of them as being old timey kids today. Oh, like yeah. Part yeah, of yeah. that, the idea that they were like somehow very proper. Right. But the idea in that story about them wearing hoodies yeah. with like checkered patterns and mm-hmm. stuff and they want to go see Mortal Kombat. Yeah. There's something about it that's so much more normal. Mm hmm. Modern day life that makes it extra weird it makes that it's it like. freakier because it's not like a kid in Victorian clothes where like you immediately get a read on them like. So this is a ghost. Yeah. You're, you'd be like, no, this seems like he is very much like a kid otherwise, yeah. but like very modern yeah. kid. Like it'd be weird. It'd be weird. And I don't care. Right, nothing is more modern than wanting to go see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> hey, there's a new Mortal Kombat game. Really? And it is supposed to be great. How do they deal with the passing of Raul Julia in it? <laughs> that was <laughs> nice try, Kristen. That was Street Fighter. Oh, damn it. You screwed up and you showed your hand. You're not a nerd. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it nerdier to try to be a nerd and fail? Maybe now nowadays, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think like, oh, I love the Hulk. I think it was worse. He has like the coolest power suit, and you're like, uh, nice try. The Hulk does not have a power suit. Even I know that. Nice try. Yeah, you non-nerd. Unless you call that thong he wears in that sex tape a power suit. The Hulk. Oh, <laughs> what? Thinking of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan. I guess. The Incredible Hulk Hogan. Oops. He wears a thong in his sex video? He has a thong tan line. <laughs> Which is... That's even better. Arguably worse. He rolls onto his tummy to tan his buns. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So wait, real quick. People think the Hulk is wearing a suit? That he's no, not just... No, it I was a joke okay. about like something that somebody who doesn't get it yeah. might say. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was an example of a real thing. Because, no. like, who doesn't know the Hulk hulks out? He doesn't no, put it on a suit. No, yeah. no. Um, uh, oh, but, like, how weird would it be? Like, I feel like this isn't something that you see in horror at all. Yeah. But for there to be, like, 
what if there were a modern hipster person with like the sides of their head head like really shaved and then the yeah. the hair's longer on top and yeah. skinny jeans and all this how weird would it be to see that person as like that's a demon you know what I mean? Like, yeah. monsters don't take those, like, shapes of... <laughs> I can't picture them... I, I can't picture anything doing a good job of that. I can only picture, like, like Lucifer having, like, a hipster or something that's, like, a little out of date. Where you're just like, right. what? Like, I can't... It's He's hard trying to, to appeal to the modern youth. <laughs> it's hard for me to picture somebody who I would actually be like, oh, that's, like, somebody who you would see. Yeah. What's <laughs> up, yeah, man? Yeah. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> But that, but that with me. <laughs> Our Tercels. All time runs together for him, so he thinks that even like thirty years ago is like indistinguishable from now. It's like for us, it's like last week and this week have the same pop culture. For is him, that, it's like the last fifty years; it's all the same. Quick question: Is that actually true of Lucifer, or are you just um, joking? Well, what what would you say is true of Lucifer? <laughs> well, I know that you watch. Like, I guess it's an as true. Oh, I'm not talking about the show. Oh, I'm talking about the show. Oh. Like, the show Lucifer would have a demon who's like, they're like, yeah, let's show, like, a hipster. But it's like, gotcha. I don't know, somebody who's, like, a barista a couple of years ago yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And you're like, just off date. Yeah, just, like, not quite right. Yeah. No, my understanding yeah. of the show Lucifer is that his mom showed up and she's Hi. harshing his buzz. <laughs> which it's hard to think of Lucifer you know as Lucifer is having back? a mom. Yeah, it's got like four seasons of that show or something. It's I can't believe it's back again. I saw like baffling. I saw an ad for it and I was like, Lucifer. It's bizarre. <laughs> anyway, you know he's like a cop or something, right? Yeah, he like solves murders. And because one of his friends is, on the force he like, knows he's, he's the devil. I know. Isn't it yeah. like he's so evil that he can get inside their minds or something? We should do a bonus episode of this and watch an episode of Lucifer. All right. You know what I want to watch? Or watch every season. Do you know about that? Do you know about that new show where Jeremy Piven like uses texting to solve murders or something? <laughs> yeah, the power of all or something. It's called like <laughs> terrible name. <laughs> it's like crowd wisdom sourcing. of the many. Yeah, it's like wisdom of the crowd or something. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I don't, is it that he's putting up, like, Twitter polls or something? I really don't know what it is, but I saw, yeah. like, an ad that just gave me enough to know that it has to do with texting, and I was like, we'll see you there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to watch that. I don't know. I don't want to um, see that. All right, anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. What else is going on with the Black Eyed Kids, though? Okay. Well, yeah. So, basically, yeah, so it's interesting because it's such a modern urban legend, and also that it was born online, basically. Or was it? Oh, Okay. The art, the author, David Weatherly, posits yeah. that stories of black-eyed kids have actually been around for a long time. This actually was interesting to me. He wrote a book compiling instances of them, but he made, and the way that he found older ones was making an effort not to search for the words. I mean, I don't know if he just did it online or whatever, but like he didn't look for black-eyed kids or black-eyed children. He just kind of, like, combed lore and freaky stories for things that were black-eyed kids yeah. to see if there was any further history. And um, there was. So he has a book about that, and it seemed awesome. And the oldest story um, that seemed to say a black-eyed kid was from the 50s, and I'm also going to read aloud of, of that. Okay. So the oldest story was um, that a kid named Harold saw a black-eyed kid in his small town leaning against, leaning against a damn fence, is what I wrote, <laughs> who said, I want to go to your house. Take me to your house. A chill rushed through Harold. He didn't know how to respond. It was in that moment that the boy looked up at him, a pair of solid black eyes staring at Harold with a desperate assertiveness. Harold, Harold felt glued to the ground, terrified. He looked up the road, planning to run when the boy immediately shot back. 
Now don't you run away from me. You're going to walk me to your house. Harold was now feeling threatened. He made a run for it, sprinting up the road. Too scared to look back, all he heard was a screeching wail like that of a bobcat. Was it the child? Was this a wail of anger for not listening to his threatening words? He wasn't around to, wait, he wasn't about to stick around to find out. Sounds to me like the kid leaning against the fence was being attacked by a bobcat and was was begging. You got, take me, you're gonna take me to your house now. Because this bobcat's about to You're gonna take me to your house. And the kid runs away and the wailing of a bobcat was the bobcat attacking the kid. Could very well be. Yeah. Uh, that's um, awesome. I, uh, I, that I really like so that. That's so sweet. I really cool. love that. And then, um, basically I'll just wrap up by saying that, um, in Britain there's a popular story about a little girl with, uh, a little girl ghost with black eyes, and black eyes, and a tabloid did a series on her in 2014, kind of recent. There were a bunch of sightings. They said it was the first set of sightings in 30 years. Okay. And then, um, Wait, like a real kid? No, a ghost. It's okay, a ghost okay, story. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there was a movie called Black Eyed Kids that was kickstarted in 2012. Mm. And people telling stories of them have been on the reality shows uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America and Weekly Strange. Neither one of those I've heard of. Never heard of those. Yeah. They may be on the Sprangle Network or probably, probably. on Clapler or something. <laughs> Some other such. Some other n- yeah. network. Um, so, yeah. Cool. That's Black Eyed Kids. That's pretty awesome. Do you have any questions that maybe I could answer? Um, Yeah. Do people have any theories at all about what's going on? (laughs) They're straight up like... It seems like they're mainly an urban legend that people just enjoy writing about fictionally. Like, there are some people who say that they've seen things like that, but... It seemed like there was much more available online just about sharing stories about them and about that. It, it didn't, the theories didn't yeah. go very deep. It was like, they're otherworldly and paranormal. They might be, um, you know, demons masquerading as yeah. children, like I said before. Maybe they're aliens. It's basically very vague. There's no like, hard line like we think that they are this and they're trying to do this it's like we think there's something paranormal and they want to do something not good to you right yeah weird i know i wonder who it's gonna be that like like fleshes out the mythology then Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because someone's gonna do it someone's gonna be like this is what they want this is where they're from or something i'm surprised that they haven't already so maybe people just enjoy writing about freaky stories of people with blacked out eyes coming up to them yeah maybe they already have maybe Maybe somebody's already tried maybe maybe. they'll reject it because they're like no the cool thing about it is Kids mm-hmm. who seem to be way too like knowledgeable right. and eloquent beyond their years—that is creepy. Wanting something from you that is unknowable. Kids like that are kids who are like too grown up and stuff are inherently creepy. So if you add yeah. like an element of the paranormal to it, it's creepier. Like a uh, Minkus from Full House. Like it was weird. <laughs> was he like a little adult? Kristen, you've shown your hand yet again. Minkus was from Boy Meets World. <laughs> House. What a non-nerd. I'm not a real 90s kid. I guess you I, you I'm, know I'm where you wanna... were on ABC Friday nights. ABC Family Friday nights. Probably out with your friends. <laughs> no. Definitely Some not. such. I don't think so. Who some was the, such thing. Who was the kid from Full House? You know what I'm talking about? No. He had like an ascot? <laughs> probably named Weatherby or something. I feel like it was a very 90s <laughs> concept of like the very erudite <laughs> eight-year-old. Uh, full house black eyed grown up kid. <laughs> How do I find this? He does have like a weird name. Full house grown up kid. Shit. He found Bob Saget. 
Who's that large kid on that show? Oh, this is terrible. All How right. can I find him, though? This It's going to bug people at home, though. You can't find him. He doesn't want to be found. Full House. Oh, man. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I never watched really? Full House. Full House sucks. Okay. It was Derek S. Boyd. We did it. He sang Yankee Doodle Dandy <laughs> one time. <laughs> I, I remember that. Oh, I wonder why I don't remember him. He like he like Yankee Doodle Dandy one time because he like performs the hell out of it. I guess it's better than He's singing like Yankee Doodle Dandy multiple times. Yeah, it's like really, not every episode. It's That's like how every episode ended. Really hitting his marks and stuff. He's like really intense about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, now it's time for my monster. Mine, Kristen, uh-huh. is the Wendigo. Oh, that's a name I know, but I don't know anything. I believe it's technically a cryptid. Okay. Uh, uh, you don't know literally anything? There's not like, if I asked you, what do you know about it, you've got nothing? I've got nothing. I'll tell you this. Before I did research on mm-hmm. it, I've, I've been somewhat familiar with like uh, um, characterizations of Wendigos yeah. in pop culture, but I was under the impression that they were very similar, if not the same as, mm-hmm. a werewolf. Okay. I thought that a Wendigo was another name for a werewolf. Okay. Uh, but that is not because the Because the W-E? <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's as simple <laughs> because they, as that? they're just near each other in the alphabet. <laughs> the encyclopedia. Mine's do weird things. I know. I'm not making fun of you. Oh. I was, well, I I was trying were. to build off of your joke. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't um, a joke. I was serious. Okay. <laughs> Um, so in general, yeah. a Wendigo is a cannibalistic uh-huh. monster. Uh-huh. And it's it's sort of up in the air a little bit as to whether or not it is pure metaphor. Okay. If it's literally a creature out there in the woods that's going to get you. Okay. Or if you could be turned into a Wendigo. Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> they are native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coast and Great Lake region of the United States and okay. Canada. Okay. All right. They might... Appear with some human characteristics. Oh, you caught it. <laughs> hey, I got Sorry. it. I want to go now. They might appear with some human characteristics, or as a spirit who possessed a human and made them become monstrous. Ah. Historically associated with cannibalism, mm-hmm. murder, insatiable greed, and the cultural taboos against such behavior. Cool. Now, I'm literally going to talk about monsters in yeah. a second, but one of the most fascinating aspects. Of, of, of my research yeah. is that there is something called, in it's a literal modern psychiatric term, Wendigo psychosis, which is when you have a desire uh-huh. to eat human flesh, but you're simultaneously afraid of becoming a cannibal. Wow. That's crazy. So it's this push and yeah, pull, yeah, yeah. this desire and, you know... Rejection yeah. of the desire. Oh, I feel terrible for people with Wendigo psychosis. And slightly afraid of them. Oh, uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah. anything where you're, like, you have, like, an insatiable urge for something, but you you know that it's bad, so you're, like, trying to fight it, that's, like, a hellish existence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to tell you about a couple of quick cases about Wendigo psychosis before yeah, we talk please. about what the monsters are literally like. Yeah. Uh, one of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported... Involved a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta. Wait, what? Plains Cree. Now, a lot of these are... The Wendigo seems to be primarily sort of like a Native American mythological concept. So there are a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, uh, groups of Algonquin-speaking people. Okay. uh, Most notably the... And I'm going to apologize for all this pronunciation. Sure. 
the Ojibwe, the Salto, the Cree, the Nescapi, and the Innu. Okay. Or the Innu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this was about a Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. Mm-hmm. Now, during the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving, and his eldest son died. 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at Hudson's Bay Company Post, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Oh, my God. In one night? Yeah. Well, I, I guess maybe I don't know. If, it was during the winter. <laughs> <laughs> so, probably, I guess maybe not in one yeah. night. Over the course of the month, he parsed yeah. him out. Yes. Gotta get through the whole winter. Yeah, absolutely. It's cold nights. Did you say in one night or did cold I... Cold nights. Do a, a weird brain thing. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies, and that he killed and consumed the remains of all those present... It was revealed that Swift Runners was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort to avoid starvation. Yeah. But rather, a man with Wendigo psychosis. Yikes. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. So it was like kind of a crime of opportunity in a way? Um, or, or just, like, the desire overtook him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if the idea... It's funny to me, though, that this is a story about 1878. Like, yeah, if he could be like, well, but I was gonna starve. Yeah. 25 miles still seems yeah. like it'd be pretty far away in 1878. Yeah. Right? Like, 25 miles yeah. now would take you, like, 40 minutes to drive there. Yeah, totally. You know? That's a long way. And ride. that's with automobiles with right? multiple horsepower. Right. He probably only had Uno horsepower. Who knows? Probably yeah. not. I mean, um, Probably. Probably. Uh, now, here's another case, uh, which is that of uh, Jack Fiddler. Mm-hmm, good name. An OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a tragedy. Hmm. In some cases, this entailed killing people with Wendigo psychosis. As a result, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. Oh. Yeah. Bummer. That's a shame. Yeah, that's just too bad. Tried to hold out or something. Yeah, seriously. Damn shame. Okay, now let's talk about the literal monster. Okay. For some reason, the word Wendigo mm-hmm. seems like it may have originated as the the word owl. Okay. Owls are at the base of a lot of um, cryptozoology and creepy things. Owls have a very, like, long and storied history of being, um, like, suspected of wrongdoing or spiritual weirdness. The owls are not what they seem. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, even though the Wendigo seems to be an overall, like, mythological concept for a lot of different types of people, they all agree that Wendigos are malevolent. Uh-huh. Cannibalistic supernatural beings. Yeah. Strongly associated with the winter, mm-hmm. the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that makes sense. The Wendigo is literally like a, a, a either peak type monster. Yeah. Although yeah. Antarctica, probably not so much. So right. literally the coldness of the north right. is Wendigo territory. <clears throat> Basil Johnson. Again, why why would that be because like did the Donner Party get stuck in um, icy situation? They did, and yeah. I think, but I think that was out toward like Colorado, right? But same, but just thinking about like cold weather and cannibalism, like 
Why do those go hand in hand so much, even in a Wendigo, even in a monster? Interesting. You know? I mean, I guess because if you're stranded in the cold. Right. That's what I was thinking. Like, it, it's like a desperate times call for desperate measures situation. But I think it's also, if you were stranded in the cold, especially with a group of people that you're traveling yeah. with, you're probably going to hole up and make camp and try to stay mm-hmm. right there. It's mm-hmm. not like in any other climate where you can continually, like, go out and come back right. and go out and come back and go hunting or whatever. So all those delicious smells are going to be right in your nose. Because they're so close. Exactly. People are just too tasty. They smell tasty. Right. This this we know. And so then it makes a Wendigo. Yeah. 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 Okay. N- now you're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Basil Johnson, uh-huh. an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario, gives a description of the Wendigo, which I found chilling. Great. Check this out. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets, the Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh, the Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption. Mm. Some lore says they're giants, many times the size of a person. Ugh. When it eats a person, it grows in proportion to the meal it just ate. Meaning it just when- height wise? It stays skinny, but <laughs> it stays skinny. Yeah. It is never fully satisfied. Its hunger never goes away. Ugh. So if it ate me, it yeah. would grow like eight feet tall. Uh-huh. And because it's growing that much larger, it requires even more energy oh, to man. sustain itself, right? Oh, man. So it becomes even even more yeah. uh, uh, gluttonous. Yeah. And I could see how greedy. this kind of description and lore would develop. Like something so emaciated, like it needs what you have. It yeah. needs more body. Yeah, it needs basically. more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. In some traditions, a human overpowered by greed could turn into a Wendigo. Uh The myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. Also, humans could turn into Wendigos by being in contact with them for too long. Which seems like... An unfair switcheroo on the the sort of, like, lesson teaching that's going on in the Wendigo myth. Uh Where it's like, no, you're being greedy. You're going to turn into a Wendigo. Right. But also, Jack's really greedy over there, and you hang out with Jack all the time, so... Well, wait, but if Jack's not a Wendigo yet, he's just a greedy guy, right? Like, you'd have to be hanging out with an actual Wendigo. Maybe the guy down the street is a Wendigo, yeah. <laughs> well, like, you're a Wendigo or you're not, right? So you, you, yeah. you wouldn't be hanging out with a... Yeah, I guess that's a weird point to make, that's then. That's what I'm saying. A lot yeah. of the lore that I've read for this show... Yeah. There's something that completely contradicts what everybody said. Right. Which right. seems like the one person in town who's like, they can't get it together. Totally. And like, remember what the, the myth is. Like, toe the line, Steve, and the myth about the Wendigo yeah. is this. Yeah. And he's like, no, but what if you're hanging out with one? Why would you hang out with them though, Steve? Maybe you do. Maybe he's nice. You don't listen. Yeah. When other people talk, Steve, I think you're a Wendigo. <laughs> you're going to turn into a Wendigo. Uh, <clears throat> now... Uh, Wendigos primarily, so they appear to show up when there are cases of cannibalism that have taken uh-huh. place. People who have cannibalized others might turn into a Wendigo uh-huh. uh, and just roam the earth yeah. uh, endlessly looking for more sustenance and food. Freak. But 
Wendigos, as I mentioned, are also just sort of like a conceptual uh, uh, metaphor yeah. for the way that we live our lives, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. Yeah. And as such, Wendigo might be a term that you could apply to a person, an idea, or a movement yeah. infected by a corrosive drive toward greed or excessive consumption. Hmm. Ojibwe scholar Bradley DeSanti says the Wendigo indicates a person imbalanced both internally and toward the larger community of human and spiritual beings around them. It's a lack of equilibrium. Yeah. And it huh. destroys everything around them. Yeah. The search for that that sort of balanced yeah. spiritual and external life yeah. ends up actually being a destructive force for anyone around them and literally the environment. Huh, I think because, they have a couple Wendigos. Yeah, right? You got a couple yeah. Wendigos in your life? Yeah. Like everybody does. I think we do. Uh, Wendigos also sort of... Uh, 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 been applied to the concept of American colonialism mm-hmm. and manifest destiny, literally mm-hmm. rushing across the country to get to the Pacific, claiming that it's our right. Mm-hmm. We're well, greedy. that's what I meant when I met. I was thinking of some yeah. Wendigos, the original settlers, and it was just uh, just uh, <laughs> well, kind of that. But I mean, uh... haven't you had enough? <laughs> I think we should just stop much? at Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so greedy. But like the the rush toward the West and especially like the yeah. gold rush, it just brought more yeah. and more thousands of greedy people yeah. swiftly running to the US to consume more and more and more. Yeah. And devastating the land around them. Huh. And well, destroying that's what I mean. the Native Our political America. climate has a lot of Wendigos right now. Yeah, no, it's absolutely got true. a Wendigo in chief. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a Wendigo in chief. Yeah. Yeah. Stinks. It does stink. Anyway. <laughs> um in pop culture, yeah. Kristen. The Wendigo has shown up in precious few things. Yeah, I mean, it's a word I know, but I... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And it's funny to me that it's such a metaphorical... Like, there's literally cool. what a Wendigo is. There's yeah. literally, like, a hulking beast that's going to try to eat you, and you know that... Right. That used to be some guy who ate someone, <laughs> which I, is truly frightening. Like, if uh, you're being chased by someone actually, that... You know what I mean? There's not much information about Wendigos out there, but it's such a scary concept. that Just it's... last night, I said to my husband, Ryan, I don't like cannibals. I don't like them. And he was like, what do you mean you don't like cannibals? Nobody likes cannibals. Because I didn't want to watch, like, some movie about, like, cannibals, The Bad Batch. I don't know. Something like that. It was on Netflix. And I was like, I don't, I don't like cannibal things. Like, it's just gross. Yeah, it is gross. But do you like, like Hannibal Lecter? I know. I was about to say, yeah. there are a bunch of things. But I don't like a roaming band of, like... No, I don't you know, like... like... redneck cannibals yeah. or whatever. I don't like that genre at all. Texas Chainsaw. Uh, yeah. I Yeah, it's weird. I kind of like Texas Chainsaw, but I kind of don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's not my favorite. I don't like... I don't like gleeful, uh, uh, stupid villains. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't like the, like, sort of, like... <laughs> we're gonna get you I, that's I never scary to me it's just annoying and gross me neither Mostly and like gross. I don't love it when well actually no that's not true I was about to say I don't it's completely not true I think I just don't like that that it, everybody's like yeah we're all evil this is this whole town is evil yeah. I was about to say that I don't like when everybody is in on like a plot and a person in the middle doesn't know but I love Rosemary's Baby and that's basically the case there yeah. not 100% so that's not quite true well but yeah, there's I, a different thing between it being like Rosemary's Baby is a story about like finding out that she's been manipulated the whole time and yeah. you look back at it you, you can 
you can reflect on all the events of the story so mm-hmm. far and see how people have manipulated her. Yeah. But I think what you're talking about that you don't like is when, like, a character is running, manages to escape from the bad guys, runs down the road to the convenience store to use oh, their phone. I hate phone, that. And the guy from, like, behind the counter is like, you're not going to get very far. <laughs> and you're just like... So every like well, exactly everybody exactly yeah. like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre where she like runs to a woman's house to use the phone or something or yeah. it's like a trailer and that lady acts like she's okay for a second but then she like calls Leatherface or something yeah Leatherface I've got hey is this Leatherface she calls like Leatherface's mom or something like that and then they tell like why is everybody fine with this I know yeah I agree but like it's when it's that like sort of like gotcha out of nowhere like yeah. Oh. All right. I don't like that. The gas station attendants are creep, too. Yeah, like everybody in this town. But he also spends his day working at the gas station? <laughs> <laughs> He's a creep who still wants to, like, weird. toe the line and, like, he knows this is how things work, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's weird. There's some society, but not really. Yeah, like, they're all fine with cannibalism. Yeah, right. yeah so I don't like cannibals. Don't like them. Well, it's a good stance to take. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that many, not many people are going to disagree with you. That was Ryan's point. It was like, yeah, nobody likes cannibals. What are you yeah. talking about? I was like, but I don't like that genre. If we're ever afraid of controversy with yeah. this show, yeah. it's not going to be from that statement. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, Maybe the Wendigo and, or when, Wendigo in Chief yeah. thing, but... <laughs> I'm the biggest Wendigo around. <laughs> I'm the tallest. Don't <laughs> listen to what anybody else says. I'm taller I'm tall. than anybody. I'm very thin. My hands are huge. I keep eating people. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, I'm real thin, baby, and I'm never satisfied. Ew. My hunger cannot be quenched. I think that that's. I know they usually say that about thirst. <laughs> I don't want big I think water. That's probably true. Big food. Um, pop culture. Yeah. So the Wendigo has shown up in uh, crap. Yeah. It's shown up in supernatural and uh-huh. grim. I was shocked at Black Eye. I, I expect <laughs> that everything I look up is going to be in Supernatural. Yeah. And it hasn't been the case. It's been on the, it's been on the show for like 12 years. It's It's been on the show? Well. <laughs> I just started watching Supernatural, actually. I've only seen the first episode. I liked it a whole bunch. It's great. Yeah, I liked it it's a whole bunch. But like, yeah. for sure, it's like, they're just kind of being like, all right, well, this is... I've seriously only seen the first episode, but I was, it was one of those, I watched it with it's Ryan, show. and it was one of the things where I was like, I love this so much, I can't believe I haven't watched this already, because it's like, it's like corny, like 90s yeah. corny, but spooky stuff, it's like exactly in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't believe how much I love this, this is so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, my best friend in St. Louis, her brother was best friends with Jensen Ackles. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I know, I know. Um, he was in soaps at the time. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Wendigo is evidently a big part of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, the book, where the uh-huh. little kid, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> a Wendigo is what brings everybody back from the dead. Oh. Which, like, is not how Wendigos work. <laughs> but um, That's weird. Like, why? I don't know. Why does it want to do that for them? I'm, I, I, I've never read the book. I couldn't Sounds tell pretty you. nice. But Me it's either. described as, have, as being an ugly, grinning creature with yellow-gray eyes, ears replaced by ram's horns. White vapor coming from its nostrils and a pointed, decaying yellow tongue. Ew. Pretty spooky. Stuff. That sounds disgusting. I don't want anything decaying. In my no. Life, no. Uh, it, it, it did fight the Hulk and Wolverine. It's a Marvel Comics monster as well. Really? Yeah. It's a big white werewolf looking yeah. thing. It's like, it almost looks the way they draw it. It's white. Yeah. But it kind of has like gray sheen oh. everywhere there should be shadow, which almost makes it look like the Silver Surfer. It looks like he's metallic. When do the Hulk and Wolverine get together? 
They do. They're friends. Really? Yeah. Huh. In the movies, it's different because different people own different rights. But in the comic books, there's like a forever. lot of crossover. A ton of crossover. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and the Wendigo in those stories, from what I read, uh-huh. it still is like it's associated with it's a curse yeah. in Marvel comics. Yeah, that in, affects people who have engaged in cannibalism. Uh huh. In Canada, now I found that surprising that like. I know that comics get hardcore yeah, sometimes, yeah, no, but Marvel, Marvel comics, DC comics, I associate that with being very sort of like, like they may have disturbing concepts, mm-hmm. but not something as overtly horrific as... I'm surprised as, to hear that. Like, Hank ate a guy. Yeah. So he's a Wendigo now. Yeah, totally. He ate because he consumed human flesh. Weird. It's very, very peculiar. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, here's the here's the big one. Here's the reason why I wanted to pick this in the first place. Okay. And it's something that's gotten a decent amount of play. Okay. But not a ton. The game, PlayStation 4 game, Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I played a little bit yes. of this game. Yes, I it's remember It's a game that. where it's very much based on, like, the choices you make in the game affect yeah. the direction the story takes. Um, and I uh, played through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it very uh, much becomes a Wendigo horror story. Oh. And part that makes of, sense. Part of the point of Until Dawn is that it's very cinematic. Yeah. Uh, you play as multiple characters in the game, um, and they're they're actors. They're yeah. like actors that you would recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Stormare mm-hmm. is a psychiatrist in the game. Yep, he's sweet. Big time actor. Yeah. Um, uh, Katrina Brandle. What's her name? Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere. Katrina Brandle. <laughs> Hayden Panettiere is in the game. Uh, she plays a main character. Yep. And one of the characters in the game turns into a Wendigo. Wow. So like turns into a Wendigo like you're talking about? Yes. Following cool. following the lore. That's I don't sweet. want to spoil too much. Yeah. Uh uh it is a game about Wendigos. Cool. Um do you care about spoilers? No. Okay. If anybody out there is afraid of spoilers, go away. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to spoil the game until dawn right now. Because it's cool. Yeah. And I really liked it. And I've never seen Wendigos in like anything else. Yeah. And it was really exciting. Yeah. So go out there. Go play until dawn. Go uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then come back. Whatever. You know what podcasts do. So, <laughs> so okay. Spoiling it now. Yes. The very beginning of the game. Yeah. A bunch of characters go to a cabin. Uh-huh. Uh, play a prank on a girl. Mm-hmm. She runs away. Her sister runs after her Mm -hmm. to be like, no, we were just trying to make a joke happen. We weren't (laughs) trying to hurt you. They both end up falling off a cliff. Yeah. Go completely missing. Nobody knows what happened to them. Cut to a year later. Their little brother wants to assemble everybody back in the house again on the one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. It's in this snowy cabin. Good things come of that usually. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, bit by bit, things obviously go horribly wrong. Yeah. And one of the major revelations toward the end of the game, maybe it's around the midpoint of the game, uh-huh. you end up playing as a character. I don't really remember the characters very well. Yeah. Uh, you're walking around at the base of the cliff where the girls fell a year prior. Uh-huh. And their bodies are not there anymore. So where did they go? Uh-huh. One of them survived. Uh-huh. And because she was stranded... And because cool. obviously no help was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of desperation, she ate the other. That is a sweet and weird thing to happen in that game. I would never have seen that coming. And that's awesome. In the ensuing year, uh huh, she has transformed into a rail thin, like 
eight, nine foot tall monster. Hairless. That's so cool. Completely hairless. The only way that you even know it's her, I think it's that she has, it's either a scar or a tattoo. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And this Wendigo is chasing <laughs> so this you. Wendigo has like a tramp stamp of a yin yang or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> But honestly, the way it plays in the game, it plays as so horrifically oh, sure. tragic yeah. um, that that you just kind of can't believe this thing that's chasing you and gnashing its teeth and yeah. trying to eat you. Was your friend. Was, yeah. Not just was your friend, was even a human ever. Yeah. It's so obviously tortured and transformed. Yeah. Um, and it ends up fighting another Wendigo. And I, at a certain point, I was like... Who's the other Wendigo? There, there were like Wendigos all over this mountain. Oh. It's, uh, this legend is oh, in snowy peaks, so there are like yeah, yeah, there yeah. are countless. Like I guess they're also immortal. Yeah. So there's like probably countless stories of people having to re- re- resort to cannibalism. Yeah. Up in those snowy old mountains. Yeah. And so uh, uh, your friend, uh-huh. the Wendigo, is fighting another Wendigo, which gives you an opportunity to escape. Yeah. And I was starting to think like, eh. They're going to make it be that our friend, the Wendigo, realizes who we are and uh-huh. that we're friends and she's going to fight the other Wendigos to save our lives. Right. But pretty yeah. quickly it turns out, no, they're fighting each other over, like, this is my you? food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of a territorial, there was no humanity in her. And at the moment that you find out that she is completely gone. Yeah. And it's not a moment that they punctuate in the game. They don't highlight it and say, like, look, she is gone forever. Yeah. You just realize through the course of storytelling, this will not be a story that shows that she's angry at us for the prank last year. Yeah. Or she's going to save us a little bit because we were her friends once. Yeah. This is now a, a crazy wild animal. Yeah. And it's her. But we have to get away from her or kill her or something. Yeah. It is so stressful. Kind of upsetting and very horrific. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, and that is where I knew Wendigos yeah. from. Huh. That was the thing that started to change my mind from being like, oh, I think they're basically werewolves. To yeah. being like, no, well, I don't know what that is. I've yeah. never seen this before. Yeah. Her hair falls out. Yeah. She, you can see the scars from where she fell off the, like, the, the cliffside. Yeah. I think, I think her head is, like, horrifically damaged or something from falling down yeah. a sheer rock face. And now she's this big monster with... Uh, same as the descriptions that I read you before. Sunken eyes that are simultaneously bulging out of her head. Yeah. Giant jaw, huge teeth, elongated arms. Man. Screeching. Yeah. It's amazing. It sounds awesome. Yeah. The Wendigo. Cool. A little known Atlantic, Northern Atlantic beast. Yep. Yes. So those are our stories for tonight. I believe that brings us to the end. That's right. Of this edition, this entry. That's right. Of the Guide to the Unknown. Yes. Yes. So you can follow us um, everywhere on Twitter and Instagram at GTTUPod. We also have a Guide to the Unknown Facebook page you can look up. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chillin' Kristen. I am at Haunted Sponge all over the place. Yep. Uh, if you guys enjoyed that, all we ask is that you go out there and you help spread the word. Mm-hmm. Whether that means leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, any of the other podcast yep. services all the above whether it means literally telling a friend who's standing right next to you wondering <laughs> why you've been both laughing and shivering with fright this whole time and just standing next to them with headphones in yeah exactly just ignoring yeah. them both sitting staring straight forward yeah. uh uh or whether it means going on to youtube mm-hmm. and subscribing to talk bomb yep hitting a thumbs up on the video whatever it takes yeah totally that's all we need it'd be great if you give us a little tip you can go yeah. to patreon 
Mm-hmm. Look up Guide to the Unknown. Back us. Yes. Help us make this show work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, we just hope you had a good time. Yeah. So uh, if there's anything that you ever want to say to us, you can hit us up online. But until the next edition of Guide to the Unknown, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Good night.